Hello and welcome to Creative Lives, the Lecture in Progress podcast. Lecture in Progress is an online resource that inspires and informs the next generation of talent by providing practical advice and insight into the creative industry. This podcast series features a broad range of people talking about what they do and how they got to where they are. This week's podcast was recorded at the recent Mod Mag London event, a one-day editorial conference created by magazine store and editorial design resource Mag Culture. Now in its sixth year, Mod Mag London brings together innovative figures in contemporary magazine publishing. Over the next few weeks, we'll be sharing conversations with speakers from the day as they discuss their start in the world of editorial, thoughts on what makes for a great magazine, and advice for others wanting to get into the same area of work. We continue with this week's guest, New York-based writer and editor Deidre Dyer. Hi, my name is Deidre Dyer. I'm the executive editor of No Man's Land. We're the biannual publication of The Wing, which is a network of co-working and community spaces designed for women. The latest issue of No Man's Land features figures such as scholar and classicist Mary Beard, 60s female skate legend Patty McGee, and activist and whistleblower Chelsea Manning. Its bright and brilliant design comes courtesy of Pentagram, and its editorial team includes contributors to Vogue and the New York Times. But unlike a completely independent title, or one released by a traditional publisher, No Man's Land has been created by American company The Wing, which provides co-working and community spaces for women. Deirdre begins by telling us more about the company itself and how she first came across it. And we do first have to apologise for the slight noise interference that you'll hear throughout due to the fact that this was recorded at the event itself. The Wing was founded on October 2016. We've been around for two years. We launched initially in New York. We have three locations in Flatiron, in Soho, in Dumbo, in Brooklyn. We have a location in Washington, D.C., in Georgetown. And we also just opened our San Francisco location. So we're a quickly growing network of spaces. Initially, when I'd heard about The Wing, I was a freelancer working in my kitchen in Brooklyn in Clinton Hill. I had spent a year working at a cannabis startup. It was a really fun, intense year of travel, weed smoking, talking about CBD and like just understanding the plant and relaying that information to the market to sort of bring our cannabis product to market, basically. And I was laid off and I had tons of time in my house freelancing and I'd heard about The Wing and I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. I was sort of in the market for a co-working space because I was tired of working in my kitchen. So I had like quietly been checking out Noi House and Soho House to kind of see which one fit my vibe. My friend Alex Covington is the brand director at The Wing. She was like, hey, I heard you made a magazine. We want to make a magazine. Let's talk. I came in. I got a sense of the space. I hung out for an afternoon. We had two meetings, one with Alex, one with Audrey. And, you know, all three of us kind of intuitively knew that we were kind of a match made in heaven to go forth and make the publication, this publication for The Wing. So that's how I came to The Wing. I sort of came in as an editorial consultant. And by the end of the project, we had like fallen in love with each other and they wanted to keep me. I wanted to stay and very quickly took on a full-time job there as the executive editor. As an expanding company founded only two years ago, Deirdre tells us more about why she feels The Wing has been such a success. I would say at the crux of our growth sort of sprang from the desire for our physical spaces, to be quite honest. We're at this interesting point where women are leading the workforce in jobs that aren't your traditional nine to five. Sort of the gig economy has taken over. We're working in 
disparate places and I think sort of lacking that sense of community. And that's not even to say that most nine to fives give community, you know, it's just like a place where you work. So I would say the desire to come together, to convene, to have discussions, to share, to learn and grow amongst each other, I would say that's at the crux of the Wings growth and also our magazine. Um, I think when people pick up our publication, you know, it's like 138 pages. It's pretty hefty. I think through the physical manifestation of a magazine, I think it's understood that this is not something that's flimsy. It's something that's sort of precious. You know, you can flip through it, but chances are you won't read it all in one sitting. It's something that takes time to sort of digest. It was created thoughtfully to be devoured thoughtfully. So I would say people have sort of connected to that spirit. I would say that's at the crux of the magazine sort of going from strength to strength. People are excited by it. I think there's always a desire to see women in all senses of that term, like non-binary, transgender, whomever, tell their story from top to bottom. So I think that in itself is still pretty radical in the print world, and it's exciting to see, and I think people pick that up when they pick it up. Originally from New York, Deirdre earned a degree in media studies, but spent the first few years after graduation working in the retail and service industries before embarking on a major career change at the age of 25. She describes the highs, lows, and lessons learned through her journey. So I went to college. I'm a native New Yorker, grew up in Brooklyn. I went to college on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. I went to Hunter. It's a lovely school. I was there kind of flitting about doing the required courses. I knew I wanted to write. I wasn't quite sure if that meant like journalism in the traditional sense or if that meant working in fashion PR or anything like that. So I wasn't quite sure where I wanted to go. I knew I wanted to sort of work in media and I was interested in fashion. To be honest, I finished my studies at Hunter with a media studies degree, concentration in like creative writing and journalism. And I got a job in retail. (laughs) It was a great company. I worked at opening ceremony as a manager in their Soho store. And it was a great education and style and sort of like the business of fashion. Um, I quit eventually. I worked in restaurants. I just kind of like supported myself and lived at home for a really long time so that I could like intern at places even after I graduated. I was about 25 when I made the sort of career shift. So, I mean, it was the oldest I had been at the time. So I was freaking out. I was like, man, like college is done. I'm like 25 and I'm like going to get an internship. And I was like bummed about it. But I think I learned and my friends encouraged me to just like stick with it and not not be bummed by whatever perceived timeline I was meant to be on in my career. So, yeah, straight out of school, worked in retail, worked in the service industries for a while, and then I got a part-time job at The Fader, which was definitely pivotal. If I hadn't gotten hired, I probably would have been a pastry chef, literally. So my time at Fader, I started part-time as a fashion assistant, became full-time as like a fashion writer, staff writer, and then became the style editor there. All in all, it was about four and a half years of just like trudging along and like taking work and more responsibility as it came. I'm looking back, I'm certain that I could have been more enterprising. And if I had the confidence and like if I felt gutsy enough, I would have like asked for more and demanded more for my job and for my editors. But I don't know, I have a slow and steady way about me and it, I always get where I need to go, <laughs> I guess. 
But I would say having a sense of what you want to do, but being open to learning everything along the way has definitely informed my current role as an editor. I worked at the French Culinary Institute. I learned how to talk about wine and cheese. I worked at a weed company. I use that same terminology to describe like the terpenes in a cannabis flower. Talking about cannabis, I wrote a magazine. Someone else heard, oh, we heard you wrote a magazine. We want you to like make a magazine for us. So I, I would say all of the pieces that seemingly were all over the place were actually aligning me to where I needed to go. In the grander scheme of things with each job I've had, I obviously like knew what I was doing in the moment and had a sense of purpose about myself with each part-time job, full-time job, whatever. But I would say being open to being challenged and honestly working with people who really push me forward has, you know, brought some really pivotal moments in my career. Like I've had some great editors at The Fader, worked with this, this amazing editor, Naomi Zeichner. She was like, you got to interview all the strippers from this Rihanna video. I was like, okay, let's do it. I like, you know, I really, she believed in me and she pushed me forward to do some more daring and fun reporting. That was like what I really wanted to do. And it, you know, was more than just like a simple blog post. Um, she pushed me there. I work with Audrey Gelman, our co-founder at The Wing. She is a force of nature. And I don't know, like I'm, I'm really excited by people who are driven and who bring everyone along with them to like higher heights. With her experience of working with so many freelance writers and contributors, we also asked Deirdre what she feels makes for a great article pitch. I think um, the pitches that I recognize and interested in immediately when I like read them, obviously I have an edit team that helps us kind of like sift through things. I like pitches that are a little bit off kilter, that are realistic, like don't pitch me a feature with someone that like you don't know or don't have access to. I just want to trust that you know the story that you're telling. When I read a pitch, I want to know and trust that you know the story that you're telling and you're capable of doing it and you're capable of like bringing it in on time. So in a pitch, you should definitely want to convey your confidence and like your knowledge of the thing that you're proposing to write about. And also just like a sense of curiosity. I always love when someone's like, this thing, it's this thing, and da-da-da, and like, well, what about this? You know, I think that inquisitive nature and that constant desire to, like, poke things and maybe pick them apart a bit leads to great storytelling as well. Next, we asked what advice Deirdre would give someone wanting to work in the world of magazines, specifically with writing and editing. I would say what was very helpful for me was just, I'm, like, kind of a a nerd about things that I love or I'm intrigued by. Um, I want to like dig deep. I want to research. I want to know how things are made. I want to know who's making them. And I think for me as like a budding writer, just kind of like getting my legs and even a sense of confidence as an editor, looking at people who do it well and who do it great. I just, I immersed myself in good writing to like sort of like figure out the nature of this thing. And with editing, I just, I stuck close to editors who had something to teach me, whether they were like, hey, this is how you X, Y, Z, or whether I was just like so enraptured with how they got things done that I just like watched them closely. So I would say identify the people who are doing what you want to do extremely well, 
figure out what you can learn from them, with, you know, sometimes without even interacting with them. I'm like a nerd, so I like, I just deep dive on things and I like want to know more, know who's doing it well, see what you can learn from them. Don't be afraid to ask for more. Don't be afraid to ask for help and definitely embrace kind of not knowing things because you'll never know till you know. Also, if you want to do something and you like, don't wait on someone else to do it, for a long time, I was waiting for validation as a writer or as an editor. And I think if there's something you want to do, thank God there's the internet. You can just do it and like make it a reality. So I think sometimes being your own proof of concept is the best pitch to others. It's like, hey, look at this cool thing that I've been doing. I'd like to do something a little similar and a little bit more geared to your audience for your publication or your website, I think being a proof of concept is important as well. This episode of Creative Lives was brought to you by Lecture in Progress in conjunction with Mag Culture's Mod Mag London. It was presented by me, Indy Davis, and the guest was Deirdre Dyer. The editor was Ivor Manley. Lecture in Progress is made possible with the support of a number of brand partners. They include us two, Google, Sky Creative Agency, GF Smith, and the Paul Smith Foundation. For more information, check out lectureinprogress.com.